Let us pray. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we ask that as your scripture is read and proclaimed this day, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by it. Thank you for your gift of Holy Scripture, we pray. Amen. So I want you to picture with me the year 1998. It was a good year. I like 1998. I had more hair. I'm probably not alone in that. Right? There was a lot of hair in 1998. And I want you to now imagine a younger version of me. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Sure, sure, how I should feel about the giggling. I'm a little concerned now. But picture a younger me sitting in the library at Capitol University there in beautiful Bexley, Ohio. And I was experiencing a movement of the Holy Spirit. Now, you might be asking yourself, Pastor Rick, how can anybody experience a, a, a movement of the Holy Spirit in a college library? And my answer is, how can you not? No. Well, this is the story that goes with that. I was getting ready to graduate from, from college, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I thought about teaching history. I was a history major after all. My mom worked at the law school, so I could go become a lawyer. But that didn't sound all that interesting. I wasn't really sure what to do, so I did what Many students do when you're not quite sure what you want to do when you get out of school, you decide to go do more schooling. Right. So I had applied and got accepted to a master's program in, uh, uh, in history and uh, historical preservation because I wanted to make a lot of money, obviously. Um, I could tell because everyone who's laughing were uh, 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 liberal arts majors, so <laughs> they all feel my pain. And in this process, my sister uh, suggested that, since I liked history, that I look into the church history program up at the, the Methodist Theological School, the, the Methodist Seminary uh, here locally uh, up in Delaware. And I thought, 
well, sure, why not? So I um, you know, made an appointment to go up and, and, and get a tour. And when I went up there, the person who was giving me the tour misunderstood the program I was interested in. Instead of, being, of getting the tour for a master's degree in church history, I got the tour for a master's of divinity degree, which is the main degree they give. It's your three-year seminary degree that gets you ready to do, well, this. And as I started on that tour and... The, the, the person was, was telling me about uh, the classes and the preparation for ministry. All of a sudden, I felt a, a, a movement within me. There was no audible voice. Boy, do I wish there was an audible voice. Because I, I actually talked to somebody once who had an audible voice that said, you need to be a pastor. But I, I didn't have that. Um, but boy, if I did, I could have gotten a lot of mileage out of that over the years in sermons. But I didn't. I didn't. But it was a feeling, a knowing that this is what I was supposed to do. I had always been active in my local church. I had always, uh, of course, believed in God and, and Jesus and the Bible and all that good stuff, went to church every Sunday, helped with putting on their, the contemporary service at my local church, but being a pastor never really had occurred to me. Yet I knew that that is what I had to do, and everything else I had planned needed to be put aside. All of my other plans needed to be scrapped. I needed to follow this new path. And so here I am now, 1998, sitting in the uh, uh, library at Capital University looking over the material from the seminary. And I could feel the Holy Spirit moving me telling me this is what you must do. I didn't want to do it. Even though I do look pretty dapper in all of this. <laughs> I really hadn't dreamed about this being a profession. But it was a movement of the Spirit. Holy Spirit is God's power and presence among us. It is God's movement among us. It is a force unlike any other. Now, the Holy Spirit is present throughout the Bible. It, it is actually mentioned both in the opening words of the Bible and in the closing words of the Bible. From the very beginning, God's Spirit swept over the waters. And we are told that God's Spirit will be there at the very end of time. 
the Spirit is a part of the Trinity, if you will. It is, it is that third part. Yet it is the part that is often most misunderstood or, or sometimes forgotten about. But the Holy Spirit, it's important. As I showed the kids just a little bit ago, without the Holy Spirit, the Christian life doesn't go. The Christian life doesn't go. It is what moves us. It is what calls us. It is what empowers us, emboldens us. It is what leads us. It is what tells us that God loves us and gives us a sense of assurance. And it is also what tells us we are doing something we maybe shouldn't be doing. The Spirit of the Lord is all around us. Now, as United Methodists, we often don't talk that much about the Holy Spirit. We really don't. I mean, we mention the Holy Spirit, but we don't really get too much into the Spirit, if you know what I mean. We we often want to distance ourselves, I think, from some of the more uh, extravagant uh, examples of, of people uh, who are working with the Spirit. But did you know that the whole Pentecostal movement really came out of United Methodist, or not United Methodist, huh? we're not that old, uh, Methodist camp meetings during the Second Great Awakening in the 19th century. Right? So we have this, this, this uh, uh, DNA in us, if you will, of, 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 of being spirit-driven people. So... Real quick this morning, I, I want us to talk about how can we nourish the Holy Spirit in our lives? How can we have the Holy Spirit become more active in our lives? Well, the first thing is we have, well, we have to do something. And that is, we have to participate in worship, and that includes regular Holy Communion. Because see, when we come together as the body of Christ, and we worship together, we are opening ourselves to the Spirit. We are saying we want a manifestation of the Holy Spirit to come among us. And my friends, I think many of you know when the Holy Spirit arrives during a time of worship, what a wonderful feeling that is. And you can tell because you can feel God's presence with us. Also, when we participate regularly in, 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 in Holy Communion, we are, again, opening ourselves up to the, the, the Spirit, to God's working, to the mystery of our faith. We also need to pray. 
Uh, prayer is super important. We need to be, uh, be in prayer. We need to read our Bibles. We need to serve others. We need to serve others. And something else that's super important is, where did mine go? We need to put this down, right? We need to, to, to put this down, put it on silent. Have you ever gone like a whole day without your cell phone? It's horrible. You think your whole life has just ended. What am I going to do with this five minutes of free time because I can't watch a YouTube video? It's amazing. Something else that really helps us to connect with the Holy Spirit is to simply be quiet and to listen to a movement of God. I want to do something with you here super duper quick. We are going to do a quick experiment here. Now, no cheating, no looking at your phone or your watch. We are going to be silent, and then I'm going to ask you how long we were silent for. Ready? All right. All right, how long do you think we were quiet for? Who here thinks we were quiet for at least a minute? How about a minute and a half? 83 seconds. 83 seconds. Oddly, 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 uh, very, uh, uh, we were quiet 46 seconds. Yep, 46 seconds. It's amazing, though, how, how over uh, the last few years, uh, researchers have found that our attention spans are getting shorter because of all of the electronics, and how just like a minute of quiet seems like forever now, right? And, and, and I'm sure all, all, all you parents totally, totally know what I mean, and right, a minute of quiet, you're like, oh, wow, right? Absolutely. So being quiet, listening to God. Now, one of the uh, interesting things about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit also leads us, leads us individually, leads us as a church, leads us uh, um, um, as, as all Christians in different areas. For me, it led me into uh, ministry, which I never thought would be something I would you know, do. Uh, as a kid growing up with a, a, a learning disability and a speech impediment, and it never really seemed like public speaking would be something I would want to do, nor you would want to listen to. Um, but it, it happened, because uh, God, uh, through the Holy Spirit, 
uh, tends to lead us in, in odd ways. I, I've, I've heard it explained a lot like a balloon. So give me a second here, and if I pass out, I have somebody who can help me. I need to do some more cardio. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit is a lot like a balloon, right? We think God is going to lead us in this direction. But in reality, this is how the Holy Spirit often leads us. <laughs> right? And half the time, you, you don't even know where it landed or it hits Terry in the head, um, right? And that's, that's with us as, as people, uh, as individual Christians, and even as a church. We don't know where God is leading us as a church. And we may think we know, but the Holy Spirit can come along and grab a hold of us and say, uh-uh, you're going over here. And that's the glory of following the Spirit. So, as we are, are wrapping up looking at the, the Trinity this week, know this, the Holy Spirit is vital, uh, just as vital to our faith as God the Father and God the Son, but it is something that we sometimes neglect. So let's open ourselves up to a movement of the Spirit. Let us go wherever God the Holy Spirit leads us individually and as a church. Let us pray. Lord, we open ourselves up this day to your Holy Spirit. Use us where you see fit. Guide us to where we need to go. We ask, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would comfort us in our times of worry and fear and loneliness. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the Spirit, the Advocate, our companion on this journey called life. Amen.